uh, first of all, I want to ask the query from a uh, uh, Bay Area. Yeah, San Francisco since uh, 1979. I was I was just reminded because this is the 35th, 79, 40th. Now I'm confused. Yeah. Anyway, it's the anniversary of the shooting of the supervisor uh, uh, Harvey Milk by Dan White, and I, I was like. Uh, uh, Last night, uh, they there were a lot of people were posting on Facebook like footage of the riots that happened when he was sentenced and the Twinkie defense and all that. And I was like, wow, that was like three months before I got to San Francisco. Oh, re- yeah. yeah. This is yeah. interesting. So summer summer yeah. of '79, we moved here. Yeah. Uh, were you already working in the? Uh, oh no 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 no! I was in high school then. <laughs> um, and in fact, I hadn't even done any computers because uh, they were. It was just like. I think that same year, like, my high school got a bunch of computers from, like, Apple or something, you know, that they're trying to, like, get them into yeah. the schools. But I had not had a chance to do a computer class yet. Okay. When did you get the uh, chance to, to play with computers for the first time? Well, my mom was actually in computers. So, so officially, uh, I believe I was six. And she took me to work, and I went into, like, the giant machine room, and the programmers thought I was so cute and everything, yeah. you know, whatever. Little girl. Um, and uh, so that was the first time I had contact with them. But the first time I personally used them um, was uh, was after we moved out here and uh, a few times my mom would bring home like a, a teletype terminal kind of thing uh, to connect back to work and then eventually she got a PC and uh, you know one of the very early like original IBM PCs do, and that do, was the first first ones yeah. do, do, do you remember what you did like was it like some games or just like uh well we had a uh, we had a console um but my brother was mostly playing that like the sonic and everything yeah. i used to go to the arcades so i would just use the big machines you know in the arcades um and that's making a comeback now which is funny because i'm seeing those machines everywhere again uh but the first time i did anything on a computer uh, the first thing I remember is my friends got an Apple IIc, and they wanted to uh, play some games on it, and they couldn't type. And I had had a typing class, yeah. and I, and we all hung out together, and yeah. they were like, okay, could you, like, type, you know, because you get, like, the book of games, and so they wanted me to type in, like, a Star Trek game for them and just type in all the code. So, I mean, that doesn't really count as programming, but it, it's it's the first real, like, encounter I had with programming as such. Interesting. Uh, what, what was your actual first like, encounter? So when I, the first time I did programming was in college. So uh, I uh, went to school back east, and I needed a great deal of financial aid. And one of the things was you had to do like a work-study thing. Um, and the options were you could work in the administrative office, uh, you could work uh, in food service, uh, or you could work in the computer lab. So I considered those options, and I'm like, I'm working in the computer lab. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a two every day. <laughs> and, um, and I hadn't, I mean, you know, other than doing video games and that kind of thing, I hadn't done any. So I thought, well, it's be- I'd better take the computer class so that I know how it works so I can help yeah. other people. So I took a basic programming class, and, and I mean, not 101, I mean basic, the language. Um, and that was my first time, and, and I really haven't stopped programming since then like I would I at that point I already was like writing stuff for myself outside of the class yeah. assignments um, and spending all my time in the lab and you know not just when I was getting paid to be there uh, playing games uh, adventure uh, Wumpus Hunt the Wumpus uh, I wrote a backgammon game uh, so yeah do, computers do, and games yeah <laughs> do you remember what was the first like the programs that you was like writing for yourself uh, for myself yeah I guess, strictly speaking, it was the backgammon game that I mm-hmm. wrote, um, but it ended up that we also, we had to do a, pro- a final project for the class, and that was also the final project for the class, so that's kind of iffy as to whether that was really, um, but after that, I wrote a bunch of, of games, um, so, you know, blackjack, uh, dice, uh, I like like gambling, uh, <laughs> I like games in general. Yeah. Uh, then I wrote Scrabble. Uh, there was a game called Othello, or sometimes Reversi, uh, which is just uh, sort of a. It looks a little bit like Go, but it's nothing like Go, but just a territory control game. Uh, and I wrote that in in multiple different languages. Uh, it, it became kind of my go-to game to to try something to new. try a new language. Yeah. Although uh, when I did Fortran, I tried writing a Scrabble board. Uh, which Fortran is not really the right language for that. That was overly ambitious. <laughs> it worked. <Yeah. laughs> it wasn't very good. Um, I see. Do, um, do, do, um, 
Uh, do you see that like there, uh, the you you like view on the like kind of programming in general kind of changes significantly from that time to like right now? I don't. I don't think my my personal yeah. view on it has changed all that much. Um, I write less code for myself now because I write most of my code for for my job, um, and so you know. Uh, it, it's not the same as when, uh, you know, you have nothing better to do and, yeah. and coding is what you love to do. Um, but, uh, but I still love to do it. And, and I actually did start on another like personal project recently. Um, and, and I, and I'm just as excited, I think now to, to do it and to see things work as I was then it's just, you know, I'm a little, you know, it, it's not, I'm a little bit jaded, but I wouldn't say I'm very jaded, mm-hmm. you know, um, the the industry though has certainly changed a great deal. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with all of the changes, but you know at the time like uh, I I first of all you know first I had like an IBM PC and then I had like the the uh, systems at school and then uh, you know let's see what did I get after the IBM PC? Uh, actually, I had kind of a, a big jump. So then it was like just terminals to work yeah. uh, for a long time. Uh, but then I had a big jump because uh, I was living with a guy who worked for Sun Microsystems. So the next, like, home computers that I had were mostly uh, Sun workstations, which is not something I would have bought for myself. Yeah. But, you know, he got, just free. To have here, he got yeah. it for free from work, yeah. you know. Um, and then uh, once we moved past that, at that point, I uh, went back to having um, I, laptops mostly, right, um, from work most of the time. But occasionally I would have my own. Um, and I was doing a lot of like, you know, PC gaming then, so I'd have like a PC laptop for gaming, and then I got one of the really fancy, gigantic gaming, uh, laptops, and now I just use my Mac all the time, I don't even bother anymore. I see, um, so how, how did you, um, how did you, um, end up here, like in Instacart, how did you find the company, Uh, like uh, Instacart found you? Uh, well, actually, it it wasn't quite either one of those. Um, I uh, had been at Twitter, and I decided to leave, and so I decided, well, I'm going to spend, you know, however however long it takes to find the right job. So I, uh, and usually I don't, like, actually, honestly, usually I just kind of do one or two interviews, and then I, like, take the one I like, uh, and I don't really, like, do a a big search. So this time I had done a, a reasonably substantial search, and because of that, I posted on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, I think I've, you know, I've, I've interviewed at like a half a dozen places. I finally found the place I want to go. And Udi, uh, I had worked with at the company prior to Twitter, and we, and it was actually Facebook data mining, so we're like Facebook friends. And he's like, what? You haven't talked to us yet? And I'm like, oh, okay, sure, I'll come talk to you. Um, and, and actually, uh, I, so I had been about to accept a job from Indiegogo, who were really mm-hmm. quite fabulous. Um, but I liked it even better here, and, and I'm glad I ended up here, even though now Udi's leaving, and I'm really sad about that, but <laughs> everybody else is so great, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a tragedy, but it's not a big tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm really glad uh, we have you here. So w- what are the tip, like, typical things you wor- work here right now, and maybe you worked before? Yeah, uh, so I actually worked uh, almost exclusively on discounts uh, and general order issues um, before this, and uh, it was interesting because I think it was my first month even that I was here, that I was given the discounts project. Uh, and then I managed to bring the site down every morning for a week uh, with, because the, the discount processing was more expensive than it should have been. So, so I learned a lot very quickly about like um, uh, improving performance in Rails, which I hadn't really had to worry about previously. Um, and then, uh, and then you know, it's just like different variations on discounts. Um, also, uh, you know, some some admin tools. But unfortunately, uh, when I was hired, my team was um, customer happiness engineering, which was the name of of uh, what's now community operations, I think. Uh, and and I had hoped that I'd be doing more internal tools, uh, which is something I really like to do. And then uh, the team evolved a few times. Uh, I ended up doing a bunch of front-end stuff for when we were orders and express. So I learned React, which was really cool. Um, Very impressed with that because I had not been impressed previously with front-end frameworks. And then uh, then we became orders and payments. And the whole time, I'm just like doing more and more discount stuff. Uh, And so... um, it was funny when I moved to infrastructure because for the first month I was on infrastructure, I was getting like nothing done because 
uh, three things. One, I had too much to learn. Two, I was doing like three front screens a day for hiring. And then three, I was still answering all these discounts questions. So then Nick's like, we got to do something about that. And so like within a week, I was no longer doing discount stuff. I was no longer doing three phone screens a day. Uh, and I was able to focus on infra. And that's been really nice. Like as much as, you know, discounts was interesting, um, I probably should have let it go about a year before I did. And like, and by, say, by let it go, uh, it wasn't that I was unwilling to let it go, but that I was unwilling to just like step back and, and make other people take responsibility. That's one of the things I've always been really bad at is, you know, I love how helpful the culture is here and I'm a very helpful person, but you can always take that too far to where you're just like, oh sure, okay, I'll take care of that. Oh sure, I'll answer that. Oh sure, I'll do that. Uh, and then other people don't learn. And that's much less helpful than just like being available as a resource, but making them, you know, take steps on their own mm -hmm. and learn on their own. And it's such a hard thing to learn. Uh, and, and it's so bad for you to keep people dependent on you, but you don't see it that way. You think you're being nice until the day that you step back. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're fine without me. They don't need me. You know, I've answered maybe, uh, so it's been like four months since I like mm -hmm. stepped back. Three or four questions in that whole time that, you know, I've answered in a couple code reviews. That's it. They didn't yeah. need me. Yeah, you and know. the the, the <laughs> shows that you could have moved on and like kind of to something like new that you yeah, and so uh, now I have and I, and I really appreciate that like the, the just the whole culture here, that first I was able to move to a team to do something that I didn't really know very well, and then you know Nick rather than being like you know what the fuck get your act yeah. together was like you know here I'll help you do something about that, and 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 he also just you know gave me a little bit of a like a a pep talk of what mm -hmm. I've just said, you know, yeah. that, that you're not always doing people a favor by doing things for them. Yeah. Um, and it's something I need to be reminded of all the time, even, you know, 30 years into it. Because uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to help people, but you've got to, like, also recognize when you're helping and when you're just keeping them dependent for no good reason, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, 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 that's very good. And this is, like, the... the uh, like to show like one of the strong side that we have here that like everyone is so helpful. Do you, like um, what what do you think is like the the thing that like we are like not as strong here as like with the culture. Like what do you think is like our like the biggest? Um, you know, side? I I I thought about that. I, I answer that question a lot. Like what what do you not like? Most of what I say I don't like. I don't like the open office layout. Yeah. But culturally speaking, um, I think that we probably. Um, are we're not that like good at, at communicating um mostly because we're used to other people like like taking the initiative right and so if something goes wrong people feel pretty free to ask and then they'll get an answer um, but there's a lot of times where a little communication would have just kept us from going off in the wrong d direction to begin with mm -hmm. and and because we're so good at recovering from errors we're not so good at preventing errors. And, and personally, I, I, I like uh, being on the recovery end of things because I've been at companies where they try to like, you know, over communicate and over plan and, and, you know, have meetings all the time just to make sure that nothing ever goes wrong. And things still go wrong. Mm -hmm. So like you still need to be able to recover. So why not get really good at recovery? But then we are really good at recovery, so now could we get better at just, like, not having some of these things happen? To be, like, proactive about yeah, it. Yeah, and so I think that's where we could we could definitely do better. Um, that, you know, it's great to have the freedom and, and the ownership and, the and you know, the, the uh, maturity to deal with those things. But it's all good, also good just to, like, avoid bad things happening to begin with, right? Like, there's some definitely things that happen where... And, and I know, uh, at least on my team, we're trying to be better about communication and, like, letting people know before, you know, we take a system down to upgrade it. And it's like, well, nobody will notice. Well, maybe mm -hmm. nobody will notice. Maybe somebody will notice. And it's just, you know, uh -huh. if you can point to an email and say, hey, you know, uh, we let you know that this was happening. Um, and so, you know, get back to us before we do anything. Um, that is, I, I just think, you know, that's a, a minimal uh, sort of level of caution that we need. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's an interesting point. I, I think, I think I feel, I think I would call it the same. Like, uh, probably, like from my standpoint, it would be also like the one like weakness that we have. Um, 
and uh, I would also add that like it's uh, interesting like we have like over communication once like in one set of things but like under communication like another yeah so yeah interesting um but you know I mean it's it's there are always you're never going to be strong in all areas so you know in some ways I'm almost reluctant to to say negative things because I think the areas we're weak in are the areas that it's good to be weak in if you must be weak anywhere, which you must. Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't go, you know, try to fix that. Uh, I'm not, I know you're not yeah. like, let, let's change yeah. all of yeah. the engineering culture, but I wouldn't try to fix that by going too far in the other direction. Mm -hmm. Like I think, you know, we've, I think we found a really good balance. And I know as we double in size, communication is going to be more of an issue. But, you know, I, w I would rather... Uh, not go too far in the other extreme in that either. Um, sp sp speaking of, so, like, uh, yeah, we're not trying to, like, kind of say, oh, like, drop everything, like, just improve. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm not, yeah. like, dictator yeah. of engineering. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but, but just, like, speaking of, like, the personal kind of, like, improvement and, yeah. like, um, so, like, what are your ways to kind of constantly, like, for work on yourself and improve, like, like learn, like, what, like, what's, like, what's your approach to this? And uh, Well, I'm pretty, me. I'm actually, my, my husband always disagrees when I say this. I'm super, super lazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I really just sort of, I try to do everything I can to just set my life up yeah. so that it will just happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I won't have to do much. And, and so, uh, in that respect, I mean, I want to learn new stuff all the time. But I don't really want to have to, like, go find courses and set myself up for everything. I'll do that occasionally, yeah. you know. Um, and so what I really try to do is find a job where stuff just happens and I need to deal with it. Um, mm -hmm. And that has been really uh, one of the reasons why I've worked for a lot of very small companies. Because at a very small company, there's always stuff happening that nobody's dealing with. And then you can just be like, oh, yeah, I'll take care of that. And then you learn something new. Um, <clears throat> one of the other strengths, I think, of Instacart, and this is another one I talk mm -hmm. up, is that, um, you know, people here are, are very willing to, like, let you try something, you yeah. know. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, take that, you know, you, you have a criticism of that or, or you have a thought about that, sure, take it on, give it a shot, what the hell, you know. Um, and so the job is really set up so that I get to try new stuff fairly frequently. Mm -hmm. And when I kind of reached a point where I was not doing new things, uh, I, I think to a certain degree just by chance, but also by just being who I am and being in the position I was in, I got the database uh, project, the database scaling project, because my team was consuming all of the database, yeah. so we had to we had to make it bigger. Um, and then from that, that gave me the opportunity to move into infrastructure. And now, I mean, I've got another couple of years of learning for sure. Like I'm all set for the learning now. I'll have plenty uh -huh. to learn. Um, and you know uh, what will often happen, I know uh, for myself as well as other people, is that that's the point where you look for another job, right? Because you're like, well, I've really done everything I can here, and as much as I love you guys, I'm getting a little bored, and I'm going to have to do something new. Um, my hope is that that uh, we continue to have a, an environment where those opportunities to learn just kind of do come up for people, and people don't get stuck in like a rut, um, and. You know, obviously, you have to be looking around a little bit and seize on it when it when it passes by. Uh, but there are places where that just doesn't even, you know, that's just not even an option. Like your team does what your team does, and mm -hmm. you don't get to do anything different. Uh, I hope we never get there because I think that we'll retain people a lot better, and and I'm one of them. Yeah. You know, uh, where just once in a while something new happens and you get to try it out. You know. Yeah, and I think we have this like healthy rotation within the company, like kind of going all the time. Yeah. Uh, that like allow you to like, switch domains and like have like this extra years of learning yeah. and just like yeah exactly um can can you think of anyone like maybe internally but most likely it would be uh, externally who would be like the person who like really influenced you and like your like um point of view on the like the like development in general and kind of computer science and like in the broader yeah. or like maybe just industry is like the, the broader and kind of like shaped your you know, there's no there's no one person. Mm -hmm. um, I've met a bunch of really really smart people over time. Um, there was a one of the founders of the first company I worked at. Um, I I was there for seven years, and most of the time I was essentially uh, the 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 public interface to this guy. Uh, brilliant, super nice, everything, but he scared people. Mm -hmm. um, like he, people found it really intimidating to talk to him because he was so smart. 
Whereas I thought that was like the greatest thing ever. I was like, oh my God, I love working with someone who's smarter than me, you know, and, and who I feel, because I never feel that. And I don't mean to be like arrogant about that, but usually I am the smartest person in the room, even mm -hmm. in a technical environment. And so to be working with someone who is just like intimidatingly smart, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do forever. Dream, yeah. <laughs> this is wonderful, <laughs> you know. Um, and so, uh, you know, so for, for many years, um, I was basically the person people talked to and then I would go talk to him and, you know, and, and so he didn't scare me. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes I felt like, ah, shit, I'm really being stupid here, but at least, you know, I was enjoying it versus like being terrified mm -hmm. to, to even ask a question. Right. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of, I've looked for people like that since then. And Odie's one of those people. That's why I'll work with him again anytime, you mm -hmm. know, because, um, and why I came here, uh, because, you know, he's just obviously so very good, but at the same time, really a very nice person and, and a person who's going to, you know, be supportive. So those are, that's the sort of person. And I've run across quite a few of those. I've been really lucky, I think, but I mean, I've also run into the like really arrogant, obnoxious geniuses. And then I'm just like, well, you know, fuck you. I'm a genius too. Right. Yeah. So like, <laughs> what do you have to be so pleased with yourself for? You know, you're not doing any good being an asshole yeah right so i look for the people who like make the people around them better who like maybe we're never going to be get to be as good as those people because they yeah. are special yeah but they're doing what they can to make the world around them better and that's you know people like that um and, and i've i say most of my jobs i've met one or two of those and those are the people you know that i mean i couldn't name names of all yeah. of them um but that's what i look for yeah yeah, I would say you're quite lucky with this because it's yeah, that's something that like later you can improve a lot and like learn. Um, um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of more like of the like their pragmatical and kind of tool inside of sure. the things. So, um, like what like what like what what technologies maybe right now you're like most excited about, like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, personally, yeah. completely outside of work, yeah. I'm most excited by self-driving cars because I yeah. hate to drive, and I really think that it's an area that we could easily like remove uh, so much of the human error from. Um, and that, I mean, if you go back to like my my original, you know, you, you like you write your, your resume, yes. and there's like you put this little like personal statement yeah. on it, and and what I put on it at the time was like I wanted to to uh, you know you. To, to get to the point where other people saw computers the way I do, not as this sort of uh, annoying or creepy or, or whatever, you know, kind of the old days when the office was, like, full of PCs and everyone yeah. hated using them yeah. because they were very unpleasant, but they had to because they had all the accounting software on them or whatever. Um, and when the web came along, that was, like, my dream, right? It was, like, suddenly everybody loves computers, right? And suddenly everybody's like, this is so much fun. I want to get online. I want to do these things. Um and and i just you know since then that that has been really like blowing up and and to my mind uh you know i i am not afraid of the robot overlords um mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to it because i think that there's so much you know just like like random crap that people do and we're not really that good at it uh, but we do it because we're used to doing it mm -hmm. and you could and we can make machines to do it and we can get those like super smart people who intimidate everybody can make Machines to do things, um, and then just like let people do the things that people are good at. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, the only problem is that there's definitely going to be like an, an economic and societal impact to that, and who knows what how that's going to come out, right? Um, like you can make robots to do the jobs that people are doing, but then those are jobs those are jobs that are gone forever. Yeah. And what do you do about that, right? And that's that's very difficult. I don't know what the right answer to that is, but I'm still excited by by doing that because I think it's the right way to go, right? Yeah. As somebody told me, like, oh yeah, we are in the business of like getting people out of jobs, but on the other hand, we're like creating other type of jobs that like weren't here. Sure, but before. not everybody wants to work at those jobs, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean. You know, uh, I'm not saying that everybody wants to work at the tedious, you know, uh, uh, labor-intensive jobs either. Uh, but some people do, and some people actually, you know, um, do not want to be replaced uh, for whatever reason, whether it's just because they're they're good at it, or they, you know, that's the work they like, or they don't see themselves in a, in a technical role. Um, so, you know, from that perspective, I'd really like to see. Uh, and this is not a technology change, but a society mm -hmm. change to where uh, the things that, that 
human beings are good at are more valued than they are right now. So you, you look at some obvious things uh, like, you know, teaching um, or, or, you know, care positions, you know, looking after people. I personally uh, did not have and do not want children. I don't want to be taking care mm-hmm. of people. I like working in technology, but there's a lot of people who dislike technology for that very reason because there's very little contact with people, very little, you know. Um, and I think we could have a lot more in terms of, of jobs that involve, you know, that involve that art and communication and, you know, interpersonal stuff. Um, but right now those jobs are mostly not valued at all. And what's valued is tech. So like, sure, I lucked out that I like yeah. the thing that, you know, I can get paid well for. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd really like to see people freer to do things that are, you know, quote, soft skills. Um, because a lot of the hard skill stuff, computers are better at it than we are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we're only waiting to the point when they will be, uh, like really all automated, yeah. Way, like all the simpler stuff get automated um this is interesting so but what about like more like kind of uh stuff that is like kind of related to your job oh so uh, related to so sure so so related to my job um there's no there's no specific technology mm-hmm. i think um i'm right now i'm doing a lot of work with with terraform um mm-hmm. to like uh record and and automate our our aws configuration is pretty cool but it's got it's good it's got good and it's bad aspects to it mm-hmm. um i just did a lot of work with our internal stack overflow i'm very excited by that that again goes back to yeah. the thing where you know technology and people right like it stack overflow is a very very nice program but it is completely worthless unless you have a bunch of people who are willing to ask and answer questions right yeah. um so yeah i think i think in that in that area um I am I am neither extremely excited nor not excited uh, in that I, I enjoy, pardon me, <coughs> I enjoy like every new thing that comes along and I'm, in, and I'm impressed by all the things we're doing and I'm also very critical of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm always like, well, you could have done that better or that really sucks and, and I'm like, on the other hand, just overall it's a great idea, right? Um, there's no specific technology that I would be like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm glad we have all of the things. I'm glad we have the, the IDEs and the stack overflows, uh, you know, and, and I'm not writing in an Emacs buffer anymore, yeah. even though I love my Emacs, I'm never yeah. going to give up my Emacs, but it is, it's gotten better. Yeah. And, and I like to pick up these new tools and I like to pick up these new technologies. Uh, you know, uh, there's just, there's maybe I hear every even every day about something, something new, new. Yeah. Uh, you just can't take them all in, you know. Um, and I haven't heard of any that I think are like changing the world. Yeah. Uh, so what what's your typical toolkit today? Is like what the things that you look doing, like you using like every sure. day. Uh, well, I use uh, I use IntelliJ, um, mm-hmm. and I I was using it when I was a Java programmer, and actually I I had refused to change. I was using Emacs, and I'm like Emacs is good enough. I've got all my you know my macros and my my uh, you know uh, custom customizations, yeah. you know my own little elist things. Uh, and, and the guys I was working with at the time, uh, we were going to a Java conference and they're like, oh, you know, just check out IntelliJ. It's so good. We, you know, and they're all using it. Like, really? It's really good. And God, this was almost 20 years ago now. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, fine. So I went by, I went by the, the JetBrains booth and I, and I, uh, checked out, I had them show me IntelliJ and I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually pretty cool. You know, that's that's pretty good. So then I like made the effort to, to adapt to using it, um, and it's still great because it, it supports all the languages I've had mm-hmm. to do since then, you know, so Java to JavaScript to, you know, Ruby and Python and all those things. And it's, you still can do your, and your I favorite still can I, And I can still do my Emacs, that's yeah. right. Um, mostly. It's actually yes. not, it's not 100% Emacs. It's like it, key bindings and an actual interface are not the same thing. Um, yeah. And that still frustrates me because I started with Emacs back in 81 when I, when I first went to college. So Mm -hmm. I've been doing Emacs a really long time. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, so, so IntelliJ is the main tool that I use. Um, obviously now we're using a lot of Terraform, um, the AWS interface and the, and, uh, and the command line as well. Learning Python. Uh, I've actually, so I, I started doing my own project. So I'm using Heroku a lot again. I've used Mm -hmm. it in the past, using it again, still really impressed with it as a, as a site and a toolkit. Um, 
you know, lots of little things. I, I actually tried to use um, a new shell. You know, we've been mm -hmm. having the conversations yeah. about shells and and uh, and tea mugs, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I really want to, uh, yeah. but I just had a little bit of trouble configuring it, and then I was like, eh, you know, I can keep using the things I'm, I'm using. So there's always that little, like, hump to get over when you're, the tools that you're using are adequate but yeah. could be better, but... There's, there's, still a, there's amount of yeah, and there's amount of time and effort it takes to change, uh, but I have found over time that it's it's worth taking that time and effort. It's just a question of kind of like picking when. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I'm basically still I'm still a Bash person, still an Emacs person, uh, and I mean I don't know Bash has been uh, since I was in college also maybe, um, and uh, and then uh, you know on the other hand you know, I, I switched over to IntelliJ so I use Emacs for like text editing and IntelliJ for code editing. Uh, GitHub is actually fairly new to me. Uh, I had used uh, I had used Git very occasionally in previous jobs, but mm -hmm. uh, but I was I was the big one that I used to like. Uh, oh God, what's it called now? My friend used to work there. Um, their Not source. Atria. Perforce. Yeah. Perforce. Yeah. Oh, I love per Perforce. That was excellent. But, you know, it was also pretty big and clunky, and it was, and not everyone had it. Uh, the nice thing about GitHub is that, that everyone can use Every company can use it. It's, yeah. You know, again, the software as a service thing is, is great, uh, and it just takes so much of a burden off of things that you shouldn't have to redo every single time. You know, I think to me that's the, the real thing about software. Uh, is just that um, if you find yourself doing something over and over again and saying it doesn't need to be this way, yeah. you know that's the time to find a new tool or find a new service and 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 put the effort into adapting. Yeah. Um, so th there's like more look on the tool side of things, but um, how do like what's your like personal processes? What's your pr personal approach to the things you're working on, like? Do you have like your one like set of like I'm doing like the to do notes on paper every day or like I'm that's how I'm like oh like I'm I'm setting up like uh, there like this actually, like the, the you know, way maybe yeah. my my influence person is definitely the uh, the guy uh, uh, Gerald who who was the uh, the co-founder at my first company mm -hmm. because that goes back to then too like I I do I keep I keep to do lists. And I just have like it's just like a file. And mm -hmm. now I have multiple files. So I have a to do for this and a to do for that, to for other things. Sometimes I go back and look at those, and they never get any smaller, mm -hmm. um, you know, or they don't seem to get any smaller. Um, <clears throat> and and he told me that because I was getting overloaded. I say I just say yes to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the oh sure you need help, sure I'll help you. Oh, you know I'll help you, sure sure yeah yeah. Uh, and finally I was you know he he said to me he's just like make a list of all the things you have to do, and then you know and and follow, uh, you know how how you're progressing on that and also but when the big thing is when someone asks you to do something else take a look at your list and see if you really can do something else mm -hmm. and i can't mm -hmm. like my life my to-do list in my life you know there's items on there from five years ago ten years ago mm -hmm. uh, my to-do list for work uh you know i i changed jobs and and that list has never cleared um so now i don't i don't really think about it as to-do lists anymore what i think about it is just like a backlog right mm -hmm. and it's a backlog that may never clear and maybe doesn't need to clear I just mm -hmm. it just lets me clear my mind by putting those things on that list so that I can focus on what I'm doing so when stuff comes up mm -hmm. and so uh, so the new tool that changed my life yeah. recently with respect to that is uh, the remind function in slack uh, so you can just say like remind me in an hour or mm -hmm. every day or yeah. whatever to do this uh, so I just use that and then I don't have to think at all and it'll just come back up but what I found is I have to be careful about what I put on the reminders because I should only put on the reminders things I really intend to do, uh, mm -hmm. and then the rest should go into some backlog somewhere, you know, yeah. just some file that, that I keep track of. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm very well organized. Uh, I, I would say I'm actually terribly organized, uh, but over time uh, I've found ways to deal with that. And I, I talk yeah. about that sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, it really is not about like what your what your issues are whatever everybody's got issues issues yeah. of some sort it's can you learn to adapt to them and make it work mm -hmm. in the world you know um and and some people can't and some people can and you're successful when you can take both your strengths and your weaknesses and make your life such that it works with those right um and so like with the with the to-do list thing um 
you know, I try yeah. to make sure that all of the things, you know, that in Asana I have all the tasks I'm going to do, so Nick knows what I'm working on, and he can see if I've, I've done anything yeah. about it or not. Uh, for my personal stuff, I, I have Slack remind me of things I actually want to do, and then I just have a bunch of files lying around, and, and if you looked in my directory, you could see, like, all the things that have, like, just crossed over my mind, and mm -hmm. I stuck them in that file to get them out of my mind, and I may never go back. <laughs> yeah, uh, do, do you also use it <coughs> kind of like your... Um, not backlog, but just kind of like your personal like wiki or like the knowledge uh, and the folder, like so like the things you came across. You know, I like, keep trying to do yeah. that, uh, but I find that by the time I write something down, it's already in my brain and I don't mm -hmm. need, for mm -hmm. the most part. I'm very excited about the Stack Overflow because I think that is going to be a good way to, to channel that. Like to the, channel that, yeah. exactly. And, and when there's something that, you know, I feel like should be shared with other people, I can put it in there. And when I feel like there's something that, you know, maybe either I want to know more about, but I don't want to take the time to, to research it right now, I can just put that question out there. Uh, so I'm hopeful. I don't know yet because, you know, we only announced it. I, I've actually been yeah. working on it for, for a couple weeks because Udi asked me to put yeah. some, like, seed questions in there. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been really cool, actually, because my reputation yeah. is just skyrocketing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I have high hopes yeah. uh, because I rely on, on Google and Stack Overflow very much in work. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think that uh, having an Instacart-specific one will be great for us. Yeah, I never actually thought about uh, Stack Overflow. Like our personal Stack Overflow has been the platform for like the, that, but it actually makes sense because, yes, it, especially since like everything is like spelled out and like in a form of a question, yeah. how do that? And then like everyone can keep calm and like add their like, views yeah. on, on, on everything not just necessarily it's not just necessarily one-to-one -one question to answer it could be like multiple input that that makes yeah. sense um uh, do, do uh do you have like any like tips or tricks that like you find oh look this is like nice shortcut that like i'm kind of usually taking that like saving me like a lot of time with something and like it, it's a kind of broad question right it mm. might not be like with like uh the, the everyday like the co-examers but like kind of in general like uh, that like you you find like useful in, in actually yeah. I would I would say the the best tip and it's yeah. one I can never do yeah. uh, but often if you just ignore something it goes away yeah um so uh so I think really the the best you know thing that I keep reminding myself yeah. is just keep focusing on what I'm doing and let other stuff wait and if it really can't wait it'll be back. And if it can wait, sometimes it even just goes away by itself. And so um, <clears throat> it's that focus that is really uh, keeping me from wasting time mm -hmm. and in that sense saving time, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I still, I mean, I still have a lot of trouble focusing. That's just one of my worst things. Um, I'm here with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it, yeah. it's part of the profession because yeah. we are, I mean, we are attracted by the shiny new objects all around us, and that's yeah. good because we have that learning, but it's also bad because we need to, like, stop chasing those things and just deal with the thing in front of us. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the real tip is that, you know, if you focus, and, and I've, I've tried a couple times and I do like it, um, there's like a, there's actually a little app I picked up, Be Focus. It just does that uh, Pomodoro, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 25 minutes and then take a break, 25 minutes and then take a break. Uh, and that works incredibly well. Like once I can, uh, except that sometimes I'm like, I'm not taking a break. I'm in the middle now. Yeah. I'm on a roll. Yeah. I will not take a break. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, I mean, maybe I should take a break. Maybe I shouldn't. But once I get on a roll, like, you know, yeah, and that, it, and it's I, hard to, it's hard. It's, yeah. But I think that first 25 minutes of focusing and just saying, okay, now I am going to exclude external things in focus that gets you into that, uh, channel where mm -hmm. you know things are just going great and you can just keep going forever um and that's important you know uh in terms of specifics i mean it always depends on what you're working on uh but you know lots of macros lots of shell scripts lots of uh i i have a friend who has written a bunch of books on on system administration and he has this one paper uh where he talks about uh you know how he's always automating things and and he says you know automating is not just like 
you know, writing a program to do something, it's even just writing down the steps that you use to do something so that you can repeat it next time. Yeah. And that's one form of automation. Yeah. And then, so you've written, you know, so maybe the first time you do it, you write down the steps, or even you just make yourself a few notes, you know. Yeah. Then the next time you do it, you're like, well, I'm doing the same thing again. I can improve those notes. I can start writing scripts to do that. Uh, I can find software, maybe, out there. Yeah. Go look and see if there's a piece of software that will do that. Uh, so this, like, always be automating. Um, <clears throat> my, my, my ex who worked at Sun, uh, he said anytime he found himself r- typing the same command for a second time, he would script it. Yeah. Um, so he had millions of little scripts lying around, but it yeah. just saves you so much time, and it, it means that later you don't have to think again. You don't yeah. have to think back and say, how did I do that? You're like, oh, yeah, I have the, you know, do this script, do that script, do the other thing script, you know? Um, so... What do you think, like, was, like, the, like, kind of going back to, um, the, like, um, more, like, junior year, like, in the industry, what, what is, like, the best advice you've got, which you would kind of feel like really everyone needs to hear? Or maybe you kind of heard, like, much later, <laughs> and you wish you heard it, like, way <coughs> well, I'll tell you, the, the yeah. best advice I got also from, from, uh, my, the guy I worked with at the first place, uh, don't get married to solve the problems in your relationship. Very yes, good advice. That's very good advice. Did, yeah. not, did yeah. not obey that. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but for uh, and and I mean you know you could you could make some analogies in terms yeah. of in terms of tech. Um, I would say the biggest thing is if you're not happy, do something about it, right? And 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 that's sort of related. Um, it, you know, we have the we have the advantage yeah. of being in an industry where like I could like walk out you know this afternoon and probably get another job, mm-hmm. right? So. Then the question is, well, why don't I? Well, because I'm happy here, right? Yeah. I'm doing what I like with people I like. Um, so then what if something goes bad? Do I just, like, dump it and, and go do something new? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I try to fix it, right? Um, after a while of not being able to fix it, though, you know, it's time to go. Because for me personally, uh, you know, I may love the company. I may love the people, whatever. Uh, but, you know, if I'm spending my days doing things which are not making me happy then and, and I have the opportunity to change that um, then I'm just you know I'm doing a disservice to myself to not uh, find that place where you know what I can do is valued and where I get to do what I enjoy and what mm-hmm. I value um, so yeah I mean uh, and then when you do that do something new right mm-hmm. like don't keep doing the thing you were already doing because you also because also you weren't yeah. that happy doing yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I've told people uh, repeatedly, you know, when they're when they're looking for a new job, I'm like, do not find a job where you're doing exactly what you were doing before, mm-hmm. right? That's just that's the worst possible thing. Find a job where you can be valuable immediately, yes, but also where you can do something that's completely new to you, so that you can like stretch and grow and learn because you. You know, it, it's like I, I, I keep trying to go to yoga classes, you know, every time yeah. I go back, I'm like, I'm a little stiffer or whatever. Uh, you know, your brain will yeah. do the same thing, right? You'll get to just get just frozen into this, like, one configuration, mm-hmm. and then you try to do something new, and it's like, oh, oh, that's really hard. Ow. It shouldn't be. It should never be. It should always be like, wow, this is great. I love yeah. this. This is so easy, you know? I mean, not that it's easy to do. Yeah. It's hard, but it's easy to learn. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, keep learning, and, and, don't, uh, and don't stay doing what you're unhappy with. Those would be my things. Okay. Um, we talked about games, which is obviously like big. I like it. Like a, yeah. yeah. Uh, so w- what are the hobbies uh, you have and like, what else like, makes you happy? <laughs> uh, well, uh, board games, card games, role-playing games, video games. Uh, always been a big gamer. Yeah. Uh, I actually had to give up uh, a little bit of computer gaming because I got repetitive stress. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I don't get to do as much of that as I like to. Um, I like to cook. Um, and, uh, so I, I tied that together with gaming, so I'll have people over for board games and I'll cook. Um, I like to dance, uh, but my, uh, uh, my feet, I got old and, and I had foot problems, so, uh, so I had surgery on my toes, so I haven't been able, I like to go rock climbing, I like to dance, yeah. and both of those are very foot intensive. Yeah. Uh, so I've had to back off on that, but hopefully, uh, now that the surgery's almost healed, I'll be able to do more of that again. Um... But yeah, I mean, and I like cats. Big fan of cats. Uh, <laughs> so I spend a lot of time with my cats at home. Um, I, I had a, I had a lot of different hobbies in the past, and mm-hmm. over time, a lot of that has has fallen away. Oh, and I love to read. Yeah. I, I'm a, I've always got a couple books going. 
um, both escapist stuff and, and technical stuff kind yeah. of in parallel. Um, but I don't know if reading really counts as a hobby. Um, I think today's kind of does. Maybe it does now. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I was, I, I read, I was reading two, three books a day at one point. Uh, I can't keep that up now with work and everything, but when yeah. I was in school, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, as, as time has gone on, um, I've found that it, it's really nice just to, to have nothing to do, uh, a lot of the time. And so, uh, you know, I, I'll try new hobbies every once in a while, um, and, uh, yeah, I got into, like, with the gaming, I got into some miniature painting, that was a lot mm -hmm. of fun for a while, you know. Uh, now, uh, now I guess my, my big hobby is probably Carrot University. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to learn to teach. Um, I don't know if that counts as a hobby either. Um, for, it's very serious for the students, but for me, it's just an opportunity to, to do some things that I enjoy doing. Um, this is and, like New RPG. <laughs> what's that? Uh, it's like new role-playing game, like yes. in different aspects. Yeah, yeah, yes, very much. Um, yeah. It's it, yeah. There's just there's just a lot. Uh, you know, there's a lot to learn. Um, but at the same time, you can kind of do it as you learn. Like you can you can learn on the on the on the job to a certain degree or on the on the hobby. Mm -hmm. um, I I've done other things too. Uh, you know, um, I used to. Uh, I used to do a lot of quilting, um, mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed that. Uh, I sewed one entire quilt by hand, which I do not recommend. Uh, <laughs> maybe if you're better at sewing than yeah. I am, um, but it was it was really fun to do it. I really like making things. Like what you know, it doesn't in a certain degree it doesn't matter what. But like I spend all day in this like virtual world essentially, and I really think I mean I I, I almost envision myself inside the computer. Mm -hmm manipulating things it's not quite you know but that's sort of the sense that i have of it so i really like to get my hands into things mm -hmm. uh and make things even if i'm not i'm actually a pretty good cook a very good baker um but you know you can only eat so much food yeah. so i often take on hobbies of like you know that that are touching making creating uh and i'm not that artistic uh either but it's just nice to like look at something like that. You know, I have my little miniature that I painted. Yeah. I painted that, and yeah. it's like, oh, that's so cool. Except for the people who really know what they're doing, and they're like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have a roommate, yeah. Uh, yeah. an ex-roommate who regularly wins awards for his mini painting. But you know, I'm good enough, right? Yeah. And good enough for it to be fun for me, and for it to be, you know, to give me that that sense of really making something. That I, I think is important to people. Um. So. This is like the, the 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 good like chunk of the like the, the life part, right? Yeah. Like we obviously have like too much work. So how do you, how like how you manage this like life work balance? Like how do you like how do you know when you need like, <laughs> relationships? Like, I suppose if you yeah. ask my husband, he yeah. might say that I don't, um, because I'm like constantly <laughs> yeah. on and you know I'm checking yeah. on Slack and yeah. doing stuff. Um, not that he complains because he's got his own stuff going, um, but. Uh, he just points out, he's like, you work so much. And I'm like, not really, I'm not working. Like, this is what I enjoy to do, right? And I wouldn't be doing it if I yeah. didn't enjoy doing it. Um, and then you can say, well, that's kind of pathological, you know, and why don't you have, like, have a life? And I'm like, well, I do have a life. I've got friends. I've got, you yeah. know, I go out. I, I, I have my, you know, my husband and my cats and everything. You know, it's a great life. Um, I think, it, you know, being in engineering, um, to a certain degree, there is no such thing as like walking away from it mm -hmm. you know even if i'm like you know uh on vacation uh you know on the beach uh, sipping a cocktail yeah. and and you know sunning myself yeah. or whatever there's still stuff happening in my head yeah. in my head and and i might suddenly get an idea and i'm like oh yeah i should really look into that you know and then i have to find some place to write that down um you don't walk away from it so i think the important thing is just to find a, a job and, and i think instacart is a, is a good example of that where, you know, if I'm just like, I can't get anything done today, I can just go home, you know? Mm -hmm. And if, on the other hand, I'm on a roll and I go home and I still want to keep working, I can keep working all night. Yeah. And nobody expects me to do that, um, but they understand that schedule, that, that that's the way that, you know, that's the way that you work. Um, and so as long as you're, you know, getting your stuff done, you can have that schedule. And that really works well for me. And there are definitely days where, like, I just, I just up and leave, you know, uh, because I'm like, you know, I, I'm not doing anything and my brain isn't working this way. 
Uh, and then there's, there's weekends where I spend the whole time on work, you know. Um, and, uh, and so, see, I mean, that's what works for me. I think other people have, like, like I have, I have nothing in my life that really has to happen at any particular time, so I can mm -hmm. live like that, you know. Um, I think for everybody, though, the work-life balance is different. And, and, again, the important thing is, you know, are you really enjoying what you're doing? And it's not just the work. Are you enjoying the way you're living your life, too, mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, that's, you know, uh, I kind of started out with the, the, you know, bad marriage thing. Um, you know, work-life balance is that your, your life is, is getting the amount of attention that it needs. Um, and you can set it up like I have where it doesn't need that much attention and, and I can spend all my time, you know, playing games and, and writing computer programs, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, or you can like, you know, have kids and, 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 and social engagements and, and things that you need to do. And then you need to set your life up so that that works for you. Uh, and that's, you know, the balance is that everything is getting the attention it needs. It's mm -hmm. not really whether I spend a precise number of hours on this or a precise number of hours, hours on that. Um, I will say I haven't done my taxes yet, so I'm probably a little off on the life balance, <laughs> but I think I'm I might be using work as an excuse for not doing taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's like smart procrastination when you're doing something else which is more important, and yeah. by that, like, you're uh, taking, like, uh, postpone some boring stuff. So, um, I want to go back to the fact that you're a like, big reader, so what was the last book that you like the red non-technical one and what was the last technical mm. book that you read uh so i uh i read a book on python uh technical because uh, mm -hmm. i'm still getting up to speed on python um the last non-technical book i read uh was a mystery i'm on a big mystery kick right now uh it was a mystery from a series that i uh started reading oh you know 10 15 years ago it's mm -hmm. just you know, one of those where the author just keeps publishing because people yeah. keep paying them for it, you know. But I like the recurring characters. I like that kind of thing. Um, and, and the funny thing was, this is probably like number 15 or so in the series. I didn't find it that engaging. So it took yeah. me a while to finish it, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but the uh, a series that I was reading before that, uh, I just couldn't get, I, I just couldn't stop. And I, uh, it was another, it was another mystery series. Um, but I just, went through uh, every book there was, and then I was like, well, why haven't you written more of these? <laughs> uh, so it varies a lot, uh, but I usually, for, for fun, it's uh, science fiction and mysteries, um, and I'll reread a lot. I think I've, I, I've read The Lord of the Rings probably 30, 40 times. Um, can, can you name the, this is like the you most, like, the, the, the best, like the your most favorite, like the non-technical, like... Oh God! Um, I mean, or what would be the the the, the like the, the it, best book it, it you changed, can call like it? It changed yes. a lot uh -huh. over time, um, and and so I think uh, you know, back when I was like say in college, um, a lot of classic science fiction. Uh, very very fond of that. Now I go back to that, and I don't find it to be really all that well written or conceived. Mm -hmm. um, I've come across some new fantasy series recently, or new to me, that were that were not really that were from that same time, and I'm like, wow, why didn't I I see this at the time? I don't have any like specific favorites, but I do mm -hmm. have people that I reread frequently, and mostly it's because I feel that they uh, uh, that their their vision kind of matches mine. You mm -hmm. know, I, they are not necessarily the world's greatest writers, so I think I can tell between like good and bad writing, mm -hmm. uh, but it's really about the vision. So so one of my favorites uh, is Neil Stevenson. I mean, some of his stuff is just, like, impossible to read. Like, it's just so slow, mm -hmm. and it just goes on and on, and he just dives off into these weird corners, which are probably not even related, but somehow he manages to relate them. But then there's other times when that's exactly, like, it, when it just works for me. Like, like, I think that way, right? Yeah. Like, I connect this to that, to that, to that, to that, and I just keep going forever. So I, I, he, I might say he probably represents my sort of mindset and, and the way I sort of see the world the best. Um, so I reread uh, Neil Stevenson a lot, and so far... There's some that I can't read at all, like the Cryptonomicon yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just mm, can't can't get through it. Um, I loved it, by the way. But no, uh, yeah, it's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's just so it's too dense. But I've reread Diamond Age yeah. like over and over and over. It's just like to me, it's like almost perfect. Uh -huh. You know, uh, just the structure. Yeah, I haven't, of the story. I haven't read that one. But, um, yeah, uh -huh. And a couple of his others, uh, Reem D, which is kind of a computer gaming and 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 also real life stuff. Really good, and and of course, I mean, Snow Crash is an amazing book, and I I actually refused to read Snow Crash for a while because it was 
uh, it was too too trendy, if you will. Like everybody was just raving about it, and there's like a point at which I'll take recommendations from yeah. people, and then there's a point at like, okay, this is just like a fad, right? Yeah. Um, but then I read Diamond Age, and then I went back and I read Snow Crash, and I was like, wow, this is also a great book. <laughs> so those are two. Those are probably two of my favorites, and the ones that I reread mm-hmm. uh, fairly frequently these days. Um, but it changes over time. What about like kind of do, do your favorites like technical, maybe like management, maybe like programming, mm. maybe like. Uh, science book that like you yeah. kind of feel that like <laughs> well uh, back when I was in college everybody was reading Gödel Escherbach mm-hmm. and that was at, at the time I mean it's also this like huge tone yeah. it took even me it took me a while to get through it and I read really fast um, but of course on I read more fa- uh, faster on fiction than yeah. you know um, I you know anything that anything that makes me think um, is good you know I don't I don't actually really feel strongly about where it comes from. Uh, but I actually get a lot more of that. I go to plays. I like to go to the theater a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get a lot... I, I, I have exactly the same dichotomy in plays that I do in books that I read. It's like, I like the escapist thing. Yeah. Like the musical, and you're yeah, just kind of sitting yeah. there and enjoying yeah. it. And then I like the like really thoughtful ones. So like this one that was, um, you know, on the nature... Uh, it was um, uh, like... Uh, 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 an online thing where a person was acting as a child, and so it was like a child pornography thing, but nobody involved were actually children. Yeah. And so then, you know, it's like, well, what's the nature of reality, and, and are you being a bad person by doing this, you know, in a fantasy world, but not in a real world, and all of these things. Um, so, you know, and, I mean, there's a lot of these questions that I, I kind of feel like I've answered for myself already, but I still like to see how mm-hmm. people, you know, how people work through the, the issues around them. Um, a lot about the nature of reality and especially as it, as it is, you know, online versus offline. I'm really interested in all of that stuff. Uh, so, I mean, there's no, there's no, uh, specific thing, uh, at the moment that I can think of, uh, but I like reading that kind of, of exploration. Um, you know, how do people think and, and now, so, so, you know, good little extra Bach mm-hmm. was more on, you know, mathematics and philosophy yeah. and all that. And I love philosophy. Uh, but these days, to me, it's a lot about, like, the nature of reality. I don't really buy the thing that we're, like, all in a simulation. Mm-hmm. But I see why that's an appealing speculation, because, of course, it is all subjective. Like, what we what we believe is the world is different for everyone, and we just, you know, we come close enough, right, yeah. that we can communicate, uh, but we're not, like, identical. Um, and that's always been really interesting to me. And, and the, the beauty, to a certain degree, the beauty of the online world is that we all... What we want, or like... It's all the yeah, same, right? Yeah. Like we're all perceiving... We know that we are all perceiving precisely the same thing, and yet are we perceiving the same way? Probably not. Uh, but I can actually... You know, I can look at the underlying code, and yeah. I can say, you know, and I can't do that. I was having this conversation uh, with somebody the other day, um, and he said, you know, maybe I, I, I became a computer scientist because I like, you know, the, the structural mm-hmm. Like, I could have gone into, like, particle physics yeah. and gone to the nature of the world at a different level... Yeah. But with computers, it's so easy because we, we built it. We control yeah. it. You know, we're not, like, examining, you know, what, what someone or something else built. We're examining things we built ourselves, right? And, uh, I, don't, and I also don't, I, I don't have a, a creation version a view of the world. I was never religious. Um, but, uh, you know, it's certainly possible that something constructed it just as we've constructed our own worlds. We're yeah. not. I don't know. Yeah. That would be interesting to learn, but I actually, I prefer the world where there are real answers, you know, the yeah. computer world where I can be like, oh yeah, and, and, and Guido built that, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, more, I'm using Python, I, you know, I, I know people who know the person who built it, if I had a question, like I could ask, right, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's true, uh, and uh, kind of guessing that like there is um, this underlying thing to reality, it's like, it's like, it might be up to you know, like it's it's also like such a like gaze game and like yeah 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 um no i mean i like to think about that stuff sometimes but it's a waste of time to a certain degree like i'm never gonna have the answer so you know yeah. it's an interesting speculation but i like let it 
I let it go yeah. after a little while. Um, well, thank you. That was like that was fantastic. Uh, uh, this was a cool hour, and uh, we, like I didn't even notice that like <laughs> it happened. Um, is there anything else that like you wanted to touch, which I didn't really ask you about? Uh, uh well, the the uh, the social issue, which yeah. is is getting to me right now, uh, is is of course the whole issue of diversity, right? Yeah. So like for years and years and years, honestly, yeah. I love being in computers. Because, except for the fact that they mostly wanted to date me, yeah. like, the guys I knew did not care that I was female, yeah. right? Except for, you know, yeah. the dating prospects. But but they recognized I was good at what I did, just like mm -hmm. they were good at what they did, and we were all happy doing it together. And in the last, I don't know how long, because I didn't kind of notice the change, and then and then I was like, shit, I'm in a completely different world here, mm -hmm. where people actually think that, that somehow I couldn't do this. Because I'm female, I'm like, well, I've been doing it for quite a while, you know. Yeah. Uh, and but more there, I mean, so I'm fine because I'm like pretty confident and I have enough friends and mm -hmm. people who know I'm I'm good at what I do. But I'm looking at the impact on other people, um, mm -hmm. and I really hate the fact that we're going backwards in this industry. Um, and uh, so you know that's something I'm I'm personally passionate about. They didn't come up yeah. in your your questions. Yeah. Not sure what question you would ask yeah. about it. Um, but I really want to go, I, I want to go back. I don't, I don't want to go back because I know you can't yeah. go back. And I'm always telling these people who like want society to go back to some imagined perfect. It was not perfect. Of course it was not perfect. But I certainly want to go back to where we recognize that, you know, the computer honestly does not care. It yeah. has no idea if I'm male or female. Yeah. Doesn't care at all. I can build things. I can build this world. And of course I'm going to put my perspective on it, which, you know, my whole background, not just my yeah. gender, but everything, everything yeah. I've experienced you know, I can put into the software that I build, the tools that I build, the world that I build. And for that reason, I think it's important that everybody be building that, right? Yeah. That it's not just like one small group. Um, but also, I think it's really important for people to recognize that they don't have any advantage, right? Like, yeah. again, machine doesn't care. So, you know, 10 fingers yeah. on the keyboard, doesn't matter where they came from. Yeah, it's doing exactly what you tell it to do, nothing else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, you know, obviously... Who you are dictates what you're going to tell it to do, but it doesn't dictate your ability to tell it to do that. Yeah. You know? um, so what, what do you think, like, uh, and I kind of know it, like, from other sides. So, like, my mother, she was, like, their uh, coder when back when we have, like, the perfect cards. The punch cards, yeah. yeah the my punch mom, cards. too. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it was, like, yeah, there was, like, maybe even, like, more female people. Yeah. Can, like, well, because then like, it was, like, a, it was like a, a clerical job. Right. right. It's not, yeah. But a then, lot the, of it yeah, was. Yeah, but then, like, the, the, I, I probably there was, like, same amount of, like, the, at least, like, in Soviet Union. Oh, my mom's like, a genius. I mean, yeah, my mom's yeah, probably smarter yeah, than I am and, yeah. and very good with computers, but, but the thing was, people didn't, didn't think of it as, like, a, a, quote, technical job. They thought of it as, oh, yeah, well, that's just office work, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then we kind of, like, went to this, like, the kind of weird, like, things when uh, we, we really kind of have, like, this, like, real, like, bad uh, inequality. What do you think, we, like, like what, what do you think, like, we, 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 like, really can do, like, different, at least, like, here to kind of improve it? Or are we doing, well, so, like, enough in your, like, so opinion? So I would say that, that, that here, literally, Instacart, yeah. uh, we just need to get more sources for people. Like, mm -hmm. I think I think we can make people happy. We, we have no trouble, like, making people feel excluded, except by the fact that there's this moderately homogenous, you know, group of engineers. So I think we have a really good chance here if we just, as we're going through this growth phase, uh, we just make sure that we, you know, have as many sources for engineers as possible. We don't just stick to like, you know, a few u universities or whatever. And I think we're, I, I mean, I've had a couple conversations with the recruiting mm -hmm. staff and, mm -hmm. and expressed this. Um, <clears throat> I think as engineers in the larger world, um, we just really need to keep our minds open as to what we value in people mm -hmm. um, and, and recognize that, you know, the best software does not come from you know, the person who invented the language. Like, inventing a language is an important thing, and it's a really cool thing. But then you also want, you know, like the people we have in design who are just, like, brilliant um, and, and you know, are thoughtful about their area. So, you know, we get good design. And then you get also people who are, you know, even like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm like not really a uh, process person or whatever, but even just, you know, the, you've got your PMs who go off and they, they do the user research and everything. Mm -hmm. And all of those things are valuable. And without those uh, contributions, the code we write, it sucks. Mm 
yeah. even if it's like even if it's like technically beautiful and you know elegant and all of that it doesn't serve people so it sucks it's not useful you yeah. know and so we got to remember that you know um that many many skills are valuable in 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 creating things and even you know here i mean we've got like the shoppers like if the shoppers um are are not given you know uh the, the the things they need to succeed they won't succeed and if they and if they are they will a friend of mine works for us as a shopper and she just gives me like feedback about like some of the yeah. crappy things some of the stupid things that you know they, they even uh you know have learned to live with but why should they have to right um so yeah we just need to just remember that like just because what we do is is now you know, very much valued by people. That doesn't make it the only valuable skill there is. And we need to keep listening to other people and and keep, uh, you know, open minds to the fact that, uh, well, I mean, you know, I used to say, I mean, being super smart is not enough. In fact, in, in some ways, uh, it does not in any way prepare you to deal with people, right? Like you keep expecting, yeah, <laughs> you expect it to be more like the computer, like really yeah. logical. And, and every time I do something, I get the same, you know, result and, and it's predictable. And it's and, totally not, it's not like that yeah. at all, you yeah. know, and people who have those skills, uh, you know, to deal with people, like to me, that's just a mystery. That's just amazing. And I, 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 even as I don't want to necessarily be able to do that, sometimes I do, but mostly I don't. Um, but I still am just, amazed and impressed and and it's just as as good as the you know brilliant guy who i worked with who you know uh yeah. could do all of the computer stuff um you know i respect the brilliant person who is like a people person and and can talk to anybody uh one of my best friends um he he ha has learned like dozens of different languages at least to a little bit because every time he meets someone new he like asks them what you know what languages they speak yeah. and talks to them in languages and he can talk to anybody i said how do you just go up and talk to people he's like i just go up and talk to them and i'm like no you can't do that that's no no not, you can't that's not yeah, possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> he's like okay yeah, yeah, i do yeah. and he does right yeah. and that's an amazing skill you know and and i i you know i just i see that all the time i look around and there's there's people with all these skills that i don't have and just because I happen to have the high-paid one, which is cool, you know, that doesn't make me any better, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, thank you. That, that I think that's fantastic. And, like, thank you for the energy. Thank you. Like, I, yeah, I love uh, talking to you, of course. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'll stop. I hope it works.